Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual support and downloading of this podcast. Thank you for your shares. You are sharing and I want you to continue to share, share, share. And while you're sharing, don't forget to share my website at IamReneeRoberts.com. There you can, as you know, get your sessions books for your personal life coaching sessions, and you can find all of the episodes of this podcast. In addition to that, I know that you guys already are. This is just for somebody else that may not do it already. Go to Facebook, go to Instagram, and I need you to follow me. Follow me today at I am Renee Roberts. And oh, don't forget, if you have not joined the Coach My World Podcast Fam Facebook group, I need you to go ahead and join that also, okay? It's a quick join. Just go ahead and click it. And you don't have to do all this answering questions. Why do you want to join? If you've ever joined a group, you know what I'm talking about. But just go join. Ciao. You're in. Y'all are family. And I want you to come on in for these good discussions that we try to have, fam, on the group. I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to waste a lot of time fussing at y'all today. All right. So just get to that group. And if you have not been posting in the Facebook group, please post. That is open for all of us, not just for me. Don't wait for me to just blow up a question. Please put your own questions in, put your own comments in, put your own pictures and thoughts in. It is open for us, fam. I trust you guys. And of course, my ultimate goal is for every episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, I hope that the last episode has been helping you to be so patient with yourself as you become stronger in making those decisions. Remember, we talked about making decisions. I actually received a lot of positive feedback from that episode, which is so encouraging because it keeps reminding me of the value of my work. And that is not it, it is not, that it is not in vain. So that makes me feel really good. Thank you for those feedbacks. For those of you that did it, big ups to all of you. And I'm so thankful that my passion is literally coaching your world. So before I get into this episode, I'm fully aware that the title alone has attracted a variety of new listeners. Love is love. Now, the, the title may seem a little ambiguous, not really knowing where I'm going with that. But for those of you that are in tune with the phrase love is love. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I am going to be talking about the LGBTQI plus community in this episode. Some of you may have been waiting for it for a long time. Over 100 episodes later. Guess what, guys? It is here. We are lit in this episode. So I, I know there are going to be a variety of listeners, all right? And I'm going to tell you who you are that's listening to me right now. Outside of my normal fam, we're going to have some LGBTQI community on here that's, that uh, either supports it or that they are a part of it. Uh, we're going to have the religious community that's joining us. Hey, welcome, guys. And then and those that are just so against this demographic of people. And then this is our third category. We got the stalking community. I want to welcome you guys into. And these are the ones that are here simply to hear what Renee, what Coach Renee, what Pat. Pastor Renee's stance is on this subject matter. So um, this is going to be super interesting, to say the least. <laughs> so a formal greeting to every listener. 
thank you guys for stopping by. And um, I'm just going to get into this. All right, let's let's go. So let me give a little backdrop first, you know, being raised under the tutelage of a praying, fasting, Holy Ghost filled, sanctified grandmother who raised me in a black church. I mean, every time the church doors opened, who was there? Little Miss Renee standing right next to her grandmother, right? So during all of this course of life, and I did this until I got married, I literally was in church from, I can remember pictures from being like a two-year-old in the choir stand, for those of you that know what that is, uh, with my grandmother, and um, all the way up until I just you know, started making some some spiritual decisions for myself. So my belief system, needless to say, was so hyped. It was so injected with a lot of things that have now shifted as I've gotten older and I've started taking control of my own belief system. We don't realize that as kids, our belief systems are literally conditioned, molded, and manipulated by the things that we are exposed to. And, and let me clear this up. Obviously, guys, I love God. I love Jesus. I still believe. And I still believe in the Bible. So I don't want you to think in this episode like, oh, my gosh, she's off on a tangent. I'm still a believer. But this is what has shifted. What has shifted for me are my view lenses. I'm sitting here recording with my glasses on, right? And I'm actually thinking that it's time for me to go get these bad babies updated because the way I'm seeing now is not as clear as I was seeing before, you know, when I first got them. But that's how view lenses work, right? As we evolve, as we grow, it's, it's so important to make sure that we're seeing as sharply as we possibly can. But it's hard to do that if we think that how we're seeing now is the best possible way. I understand like, no, I'm not seeing as clear as I was seeing before. It's time to get these view lenses checked and get them changed, right? So that's what shifted for me in my perspectives and the way I see the Bible and the way I see the scriptures and the way I love on God and allow him to love on me. I have literally shifted, uh, my view lenses have shifted concerning that. And, and what has happened is my view lenses have become more empowered. They've become, they've become empowered with a deeper understanding and, and such a, a more, a stronger discernment and just more compassion and empathy, right? I have learned to see the fullness of God in everything, fam. Not just in the church, not just in the Bible, not just in what I was taught, but in absolutely everything. So with that being said, my firm conviction and belief is that God is love. Therefore, love is love. Yes, love can't be over spiritualized. Why? Because it is spiritual. Hello. This means it transcends beyond behaviors. It transcends beyond, beyond appearances and expectations. It transcends beyond, beyond race or sexuality. And growing up in a traditional black church, if you're like me, we were taught to believe that the community I wanted to talk about today, the LGBTQI+, and I want to be politically correct uh, out of respect when I say it. So if I take a little time saying it, it's just a lot of letters. I'm trying to learn them in the right order. Uh, but when it comes to that community, we've been taught to believe that they are Satan's agenda. You know, they're so demonic. And, and any other descriptive word you can use that describes evil or hell or damnation or condemnation, that is what we were taught. So during this month of June, which is being celebrated as Pride Month for the LGBT. 
LGBTQI plus community, I thought this would be an ideal time to say what needs to be said. I don't know, you know, I, my 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 friend has me really enjoying this show. Um, I can't remember what platform it is on, but it's called Legendary. And I love it. I am not even ashamed to say it. I really like it. I think it's so interesting to see the personalities uh, and and what this show is about. It's about uh, the LGBTQI plus community. They're coming together. It's a dance competition. But it's, you know, really for their community or those that support that community. And they come together and one of the judges, when he's really enjoyed a, a, a performance, you know, to get this phrase out of him means that they just hit the mark. And he says, I, I, you've done what needs to be done, you know, and everybody just cheers, cheers. So I, it's just time for me to say what needs to be said. All right. And understand this. It is so important for me as a coach, as a pastor, as a mentor to make sure that I'm always exhibiting light and love with every person I come in contact with, no matter their identity, no matter their sexual preference, no matter their sexuality, which leads me to some things that I have witnessed and experienced in my black church experience that I just want to talk about. All right. And I think the best way for me to set this up, and you heard me pause because I was just thinking really quick right there, like how to break this up uh, so that I can get it across to you and still stick to my claim to fame as the 30-minute queen, right? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to break it up into some questions that I'm going to kind of answer as well. So I'm going to use my questions as a basis for discussion. And these are my questions. You may have your own questions. And if you do, wonderful, because this is what you can do. Here's a call to action right now. If you have some questions that you've always wanted to ask about the LGBTQI plus community as it relates to church, as it relates to religion, please write them down. Send them to me. You know, you may be on the device that you use to send all these things. So write it down right now. Write it down. Write down your questions. Message me. Email me. Coachmyworld at gmail.com. Send me those things because guess what? We can do another episode. And if you're bold enough or you're up for the challenge, maybe you can come on with me and we can chat it up on those questions. All right. So I'm breaking mine up into questions. These are my questions. It may not address all that you are thinking, but the platform is open for you to do that to do, to do that as well. And guess what? Coach Renee is the one. I am that girl. I'm so comfortable with addressing these uncomfortable topics. Yes. All right. So let's go. So I'm going to give you four and then we're going to close this out. And um, I just I want you to listen with a heart that's open to love, to understand, for light all of that good stuff, you know, just a heart that's open uh, for the will of God to be done through our lives. Yeah. Did that help some of our spiritual people feel a little more comfortable? Okay, good. All right. So here's number one. Here's number one. Here's my question. What gives us the right to judge people that are a part of this community? And I just didn't feel like doing all them letters again right now. Right. But what gives us the right to judge people that are a part of this community? And I'm talking about the people that are part of religion, the people that are part of church. Remember this, judgment belongs to God, not to man. All right? Judgment almost seems to put us above someone else. And, and what makes you think that your life is so much better than someone's life that's a part of that community? 
Judgment, let me tell you this about judgment. Here's a secret. Judgment is steeped in religion. It is steeped in religion. And I don't have time to go through all of that because this episode is not about religion. But unfortunately, most of us read and comprehend the Bible through our religious lenses. We read and comprehend the Bible through our religious experiences. You understand? And I and I know I'm going to get some kickbacks on this. And hello, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, but regardless of the kickback, our responsibility is to be love and show love. Our responsibility is to love to love everyone. Discrimination is not love. We can disagree or we can disapprove of their behaviors or their beliefs without stigmatizing them for what they believe. And that's where the black church falls into problems. We start stigmatizing people for what they believe simply because it does not fall on our palate of belief. But that's something we have to start. We got to stop because here's our reality. Here's our reality. The community has become a part of a lot of our families. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say right there. The community has, has been raised up in one of our children, in one of our, our cousins, in one of our uncles, our aunties, in one of our parents. Like the community is a part of our families now for a lot of us. And, and a lot of us are in um, these very dysfunctional places with those individuals simply because we don't know how to love. We don't know how to love beyond what we believe and what we feel and what we think about certain things. I'm not here to change your belief. I'm not here to even change the way you see certain things, but I am here to challenge what you consider love. Love is love. Remember the title. Don't forget that. All right. So we don't have the right to judge people. We don't have the right to judge the LGBTQI plus community. You, we don't have that right. I don't care about salvation and Jesus and all these other, you do not have the right. God is love. Therefore, love is love. Here's my second question. How does love and mistreatment work together? Can somebody tell me how that works together? How does that work together? Because as believers, as Christians, as whatever we are, as Baptists, as, as Methodists, as whatever you are, we are big on love, the love of God. And the love of God. But if we have the love of God in us, why are we mistreating people? Why are we mistreating that community? The same mouth we worship and praise our God with, we speak insults, negativity, and ugly words about the community. You know, I thought about equal rights, right? Equal rights should never have to be a thing amongst human beings. As long as you got breath in your body and you are a human being, we should not have to fight for equal rights. But we see it is a thing in our country, right? It's, it's, a, it's a part of the world we live in. We have to fight for equal rights because of our race. They got to fight for equal rights because of sexuality. We have to fight for equal rights because we're women. You know, like what in the world? This is a thing in the U.S. of A., right? So, so when the LGBTQI plus community starts fighting back, which is a large part of what this Pride Month is all about, them commemorating their fight, their struggle, the progress they've made as a community. Uh, when they start doing this and demanding their rights, uh, these are rights they should have been privy to just based on their humanity. The Christians and the churches, we got in an uproar over it. 
We're in an uproar over it. Oh my God, it's the LGBTQI plus uh, agenda and this is the devil. And oh my God, you know, we're blinded and you're blinded. And some of you may even be feeling like I'm blinded right now. But um, once again, everybody's entitled to their opinions on this matter. I'm just, I'm just simply saying love is love. I'm not here to challenge your belief. All I'm saying is love is love. And I'm going to, you know, as a researcher, I'm going to lay out what love really is. So we can understand, like, if love is love, then what's the uproar? Why, why are people having to fight for rights? Mm, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm, I need to make a mental note of that, right? But who gave us the right to mistreat God's creation? <gasps> what? They are a part of God's creation. Every living, breathing creature is a part of God's creation. All people are God's people. I did not say all people have embraced salvation. I didn't say all people believe in Jesus. I said all people are God's people. And guess what, fam? His love has no biased agendas. He loves everybody. He loves us all. As a matter of fact, we can't even separate ourselves from his love. That's just how vast and deep his love goes. So our beliefs should never block the flow of love. It should never block the flow of the love of God. And if you struggle with loving individuals from that community, here's, gonna, here's where the fight's going to begin with us. You, my friend, don't know the love of God. And for us that believe in the Bible, you understand what I'm saying. The love of God can't be in us if we don't know how to love people from that community. And I'm going to leave that right there. Once again, this episode is just to get y'all pumping so we can get to talking on another episode. I want to go deeper into this, all right? I want to go deeper into this, but we're going to hit it. Let's go. The third question I have, can the LGBTQI plus community love God and obtain salvation According to biblical theology. Child, I wish I had some hot tea right now or something. I, I need something because this, this, is, this is the hot one right here. Can they love God and obtain salvation according to biblical theology? Can someone please help me out and tell me what the premises for salvation is? Go ahead. Yell it out in your car. Yell it out in your house. Yell it out in the bathroom while you're listening to this, wherever you are. I want you to yell that out. What, what, what are the premises of salvation? Because based on the scripture, let's use the scripture. And, and I normally don't put bl- biblical scriptures in my podcast because not all of my audience necessarily believes in the Bible. And this podcast is not a Christian podcast. This is a podcast for all, but I needed to use this scripture that I'm getting ready to talk about because it serves to establish uh, a true account of how salvation is actually obtained, which is going to be an answer to my question. You know, can they, can they be saved? Can they love God? The Bible tells us in Romans 10, nine through 10, that it's the confession of the mouth and the belief in the heart that saves us, right? Belief in our heart is what justifies. That's that's the thing that kind of makes us righteous with God. It qualifies us, right? Whereas the confession of our mouths serves save us. That's that's the salvation right there. Because if I believe it and I say it, it's a done deal. And this is important, guys, because 
a lot of us, and when I say us, I'm speaking of the believers, we believe that the, this, this community does not qualify for salvation. We have been so misinformed. Oh my God, we have been so misinformed. The Bible says it's about belief and confession. He didn't say it's about sexuality. He didn't even say it was about behaviors. These are things that we we kind of evolve into or out of as we grow, as we, you know, develop in life. It's not a premise for salvation. That's the whole thing I'm bringing into play. And it shows you just how much love is love. God loves us so much that he says, all you got to do is believe and confess that you believe. The end. Point blank. All this other stuff that we've used the scriptures to, to um, what's the word I want to use? We've, we've used it to kind of highlight certain things such as, you know, homosexuality and things like that, you know, and to condemn it and, and to make people feel like because you're in that lifestyle, you can't be saved and you can't serve God. You can't. Where are we getting this from? We're getting it from being misinformed and and from seeing the scriptures once again through those religious lenses that need to be updated some of us need to go have some spiritual eye checks done all right that's all i'm gonna say on that all right come on let's go number four because my time is up but why do we insist on pushing now this is a big one and i'm gonna leave this question is gonna leave us on a this is going to leave a ringing in your ears. You ever heard like a loud alarm system and when it goes off, you still kind of hear it or your ears are a little buzzed. Well, this is about to buzz us, right? Answer me this. Why do we insist on pushing under the rug or dismissing other evil behaviors such as domestic violence? You know, there are men beating on their wives, wives beating on their men, uh, uh, parents beating on their children in an inappropriate way. You have child sexual abuse right there in the church. The ministers are touching the children. You know, the deacons are, are taking the little girls into the bathroom. I mean, it's happening. And even in some churches, you know, the leaders, the pastors, they are doing inappropriate things with with these children and then there are other inappropriate sexual behaviors that are happening right in our churches why are we pushing these things under the rug dismissing these things but yet we want to demonize highlight and put on a platform someone because of their sexuality does that make sense why why are we doing that is that love does love work that way? And I am no, I, I, I am not saying that, you know, these other things that I mentioned need to be just like so highlighted, but we're not even addressing them. We're not even addre- we're not addressing them. We're not addressing that man or that woman that has violated someone sexually or has been inappropriate. We're not we're not highlighting that and telling them they're going to hell and condemn. We're not we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And that, my fam, is problematic because love is love. And I want you to remember this about love. Love is not harmful. Love does not discriminate. Love is full of acceptance. Love just loves. (sighs) Fam, I know this may have stirred you in various ways. 
But my heart's desire is for every listener to be able to take what has been heard and use it to constructively challenge the way you love. Use it to constructively challenge the way you see love and how you show love. Don't don't take it as a uh, uh, as an attack. Take it as a challenge. We are all God's people, y'all. We are all God's creation. And we all deserve to love and experience love regardless of how we identify as, regardless of our sexual orientations. Fam, you know I love you. And I am so looking to expand on this conversation. Once again, if you have questions, you have things you want discussed, you may not want to come on or you may want to. I'm open for both. Please put them in the chat. Put them in the um, group, uh, the group, uh, Facebook group. Put them in my emails. Send it to me. And let's get this thing. This is a part of our, this is still a part of our healing and our self-discovery. Because some of you may be secretly struggling with that side of the community. You understand what I'm saying? And because you've been in black church or in church in general, you have you don't even know what to do with that. You're just you're just feeling like you need to rebuke it away and you need conversion therapy and you need to be delivered. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Not next week's episode, but we are going to talk about that. Um my heart goes out to you and my love goes out to you. Yes. So until next episode, fam, just continue to be light and continue to show love. And I want you guys to have an amazing one. Talk to you soon.